Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 88 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasik. I'm one of the co-founders here at EOTM, and it's holiday season. It's very, very cold in Philly right now. It's probably got to be rocking, you know, the winter hat. We've got the holidays coming up. We've got a little little best ball action there, Justin. I, I hear that you know a thing or two about uh, the idea of a best ball game. Just kidding. I'm not going to pull it out. Maybe later. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm pumped. And it is it is best ball season right now for uh, the various sites across the interwebs. You got advancing through the playoffs and such. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not as chilly here. I was out on the golf course earlier. I've got some eggnog just to make it feel like it's like holiday spirit or something. But I definitely don't need that beanie. Bach, how are we doing tonight? Good. It's cold here. Justin's rubbing it in. But look, here's the thing. On Friday, I head to Florida. Next week, we all head to Florida. We get to party in Miami starting uh, next weekend. So super pumped for that. And, uh, you know, I'll be down in, in the uh, on the, the coast of Florida for a few days. So I get out of this cold weather soon. I'm excited. One more uh, week to earn your speech. Earn your seat to the last final. This is the last one. Are your significant others excited? Are they uh are they looking forward to the food, the sun, getting away from us for a little? What uh how have those conversations been going? Probably the getting away from us in particular, you know, going and doing something. I keep being like, Don't you want to come watch all the games for seven <laughs> hours on Sunday? And just no, hard no. I might stop by, check out the space. Eat go some do food. something fun. Yeah, exactly. The dream. Just watching football for eight straight hours. Every significant other's dream. All right. Got another fun show tonight. We're going to talk through everything with the Owners Club playoff best ball game that we have upcoming that we announced earlier today. So we'll walk through a little bit more detail on that. We'll, of course, review week 15 and look ahead to week 16 where we've got another, another day of Thursday and Saturday football. Hopefully we don't get all kinds of craziness in terms of games being rearranged like we had last week. Really uh, tough to see, but got through it at the end of it, which I guess is is good thing. But uh, going to be crazy, I think, still down the stretch here, week 16, 17, 18, and then heading to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the COVID list has been nuts even over the past two days. So let's, let's hope for no delays. And, uh, you know, I, I – it, it was a crazy week for, I know Justin does a lot of best ball. I do a fair bit of best ball, crazy week for best ball, crazy week for season long fantasy. The good news as always with the owner's club is you get to plug Tyler Huntley in as if he's Lamar and then he puts up a week winning score. So, you know, we, we don't have to deal with the player specific injuries, but we do still have to deal with, uh, you know, the fact that Travis Kelsey might not play. I don't think anyone loves their tight end as much as Tyler Huntley does. Like a week or so, a week of change ago, we saw him play one half and he just peppered Mark Andrews nonstop. And uh, yeah, it was small sample size. Maybe you played it, maybe you ignored it. And then what this past week, like Kelsey goes off with a Thursday night game and we're like, well, that's the card you absolutely must own. And then in the first half, Mark Andrews almost surpasses or at least maybe not surpasses. Like he got pretty close and what he finished with maybe like a hundred and, 10 20 two touchdowns like extremely impressive and uh yeah coming from the backup qb but yeah it's um it, it's you know I'm, I'm a little happy that we don't have the live and the online finals this week just because it feels like i mean what we already know that kelsey and tyreek have a COVID situation you've got austin eckler who's a potential uh you still have some injuries you have oh i mean it's not going to get any better but that bucks game was just horrible and like Obviously, they didn't play great. Like, I mean, and it got to a point where literally all they had on the field was Gronk. Gronk had 11 targets, but only two catches because they were just so inefficient. But then losing Godwin for the season, losing Lenny for the rest of the regular season, and who knows about the playoffs. Having to sign Le'Veon Bell, that's when you know it's getting ugly. Um, yeah, so ho- hope, hoping that we get some positive news, hoping that uh, the games stay. And I think I think because this all happened, what, last week? Um with still like, you know, almost a month before the playoffs start. I think that actually may end up being a positive with regards to getting more, getting the games in, because I think there will be some, you know, the change in the COVID policies, the change in the asymptomatic, the testing and things. Um, so I don't, I, I don't think it's going to see that impact this week, but I think long-term in the playoffs, I think it's highly, just magically, I don't think we're going to see as many of these uh, you know, COVID testings. Yeah, let's hope going into the playoffs that we get some some fully healthy teams. And speaking 
of the playoffs. We've got some even more fun coming here from the owners club. So we already announced the playoff party contest that is going to be happening. That will be just with the existing first edition cards that we've been using all season. But today we announced that we're going to be building a second game. I'm going to share a little info here. It's not one of our pretty graphics, unfortunately. So it's just a bunch of text on a slide, but you know, yeah, we'll have some prettier stuff ready for next week and some demos and stuff about what this is going to look like. But we are launching our playoff best ball contest. How this is going to work is that you will be able to purchase a best ball pack for tw- – actually, you know what? Let's start if Justin or Bach, you guys just want to give a high-level yeah. overview of best ball, the concept, and then we can talk yeah. about our specific and, game in case and, people and so aren't I'll, all familiar. Yeah, and I'll start real quick. I mean, the idea of best ball comes from golf. In golf, you have multiple people who are playing and you're taking the best score for each hole, the best ball. And that's where this comes from. And so fantasy football a few years back, um, you know, and and then draft and underdog made it very popular. But you've had some other companies that were doing different formations of it before that really came up with the NFL style one of, hey, you're going to have more than just a starting roster. And it's not just a starting roster and a bench, but you have a certain amount of players and each week. The computer, you know, will automatically take what your highest scoring potential lineup is. So you don't have to worry about any roster changes. There's obviously no waivers. It's just, hey, here's your lineup. You have, you know, sometimes, you know, it's 18 players, 20 players for the whole season. And whoever in each week gives you the best score, your highest scoring quarterback, your highest scoring running backs, you fill up that starting roster based off their performance. In ours, we took a a bit of a twist on it. And I will say, if you do want to read a bit more, go on the site. Bachman put up a great little, very short, very high level, but introductory article called the TOC Playoff Best Ball Primer. And it kind of gives just a high level overview of what this is, in addition to what we'll talk about further here. Excellent. Yeah. So how our version is going to work is that you'll be able to purchase a best ball pack. Packs will be $20. So a nice cheap price point here. And in that pack, you will get 20 city position cards. So same, similar to the first edition cards, only from the playoff teams. And then what you will do is use those 20 to essentially build your own NFT lineup. So you will take 12 of your 20 cards. You'll be able to arrange them into a image that eventually becomes your NFT at the end of it. That can then be used to compete in the contest, how the contest works is that every single week in the playoffs, we'll calculate your best six card scoring lineup. So one of each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end defense, and then a super flex position, which can be any of the positions, including quarterback. Once you create this lineup, it can then be bought and sold on the secondary marketplace and can be done so up until before kickoff of the Super Bowl game. So that to me is going to be another fun element here is that essentially over the course of the playoffs in real time, you'll be able to buy and sell these different lineups. If, if uh, you know, you, you have a change of heart or you have something that does well in the first week and you want to capitalize on it, you could sell it on the marketplace. I think that's going to be one of the fun elements too. What do you think, Bach? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've, We've talked some in the past and, and over the past couple of weeks about playoff best ball and the idea of, you know, a lot of these are draft style where you're picking with six or five other people and trying to build a roster. So you can kind of target certain teams. I think uh, this brings in a kind of different fun strategic element here where you're going to get 20 random cards, right? They're all from playoff teams, but you have no control over what those 20 are. And so you've got to now take out of those 20, you've got to figure out what's the best correlated lineups. What's the best strategic decision I can make? Hey, I've got four cards from this one team. I've got a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a defense. I probably have to assume they're going to do well if this pack is going to be successful. What does that mean for the other 16 cards? And how do I select the remaining eight? So you start with 20, you build a strategy with those 20, you throw eight of them away, right? Eight are gone. And now you've got 12 cards, depending upon what happens, half of them are going to be in play. Well, not depending upon what happens, half of them are going to be in play every week. And you get to look at the card and say, Hey, I actually really love this card. I think this is awesome. I might want to capitalize on some hype or, Hey, I actually hate this card. This is the best lineup I can build. 
but I don't think these teams are nearly as good as other people do. Let me check out the secondary marketplace. Let me trade this for another lineup. Like that secondary marketplace dynamic is going to be super fun because if you have conviction on a team positively or negatively, you can go get that team even if you didn't get those cards in your pack. Yeah. And yeah, we'll continue to provide a bit more information, but like, yeah, Matt asked a question and Bach kind of, he answered it, but he glossed over it. Um, and Matt asked, are non-playoff teams going to be included in the packs? And the answer is no. Uh, so we are going to wait. You will not be able to actually buy these until after the final games, week 18. If by some crazy chance we know all the playoff teams by week 17, then maybe we would do it earlier, but I doubt it. And I think that's extremely unlikely anyways. Um, so ideally we'll target kind of that Monday or Tuesday right after the game's end is when you'll first be able to you know buy these. And as you said, like, it's only playoff teams. Uh, we'll get a little more into the specifics as well, but there's going to be built into the code to make sure that everyone has like enough cards to fill each position. But it won't be everyone getting the exact same amount of QBs, running backs, wide receivers. So it may be up to it'll be up to you to decide. Like, oh, you know, QBs, running backs, wide receivers across the board score about the same amount of points. They obviously score more than tight end defense. Maybe you only take one defense card because. You know, they don't score that many points and you think your defense is going to make the Super Bowl and then you stack up, you load up on a whole bunch more QBs and wide receivers because you think they have more upside. Or maybe the only running backs you got were like bad cards that you think don't have much of a running back game or are going to lose. So you're like, okay, rather than take a whole bunch of or maybe three, four bad running backs, I'm just going to take one running back and then take my chances with the other positions. Yep, and to Eagle Putt's question here. So we're going to be releasing more info about this next week, but the idea is that each pack will be guaranteed to have two of each position. So the first 10 will be two quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end defenses, and then the second 10 can be any random combination. So, yeah, we, we definitely don't want anyone opening a pack and having zero quarterbacks, and then you have no chance. So uh, it'll be configured that you have at least two of each position, and then to Kenny's question here, max number of packs you can buy, there, there's going to be no limit on the number of packs because it's driven so much by random chance. There's, there's not really, other than pure volume, there's not an inherent advantage to buying multiple packs because each pack is completely standalone. So I, I, it's not like I can buy 10 packs and then mix and match amongst the cards I get of the 10. Each 20 is its own set, and you can only make a lineup based on what you uh, get on that card. Oh, that, sound, that sounds good. And yeah, I mean, and I think what's great is, as we talked about, that we're getting into burning too. And so with the burning aspect, we want, this is really just a kind of a test of burning, kind of a test from a technical standpoint, kind of a test from a, hey, do people actually enjoy this? And will people actually participate if we're driving value? But all it is, is you burn one card, you pick your worst possible card, you go in the marketplace, you buy a cheap card and you burn that card and you're going to get one best ball pack. And uh, so it's a max of one per person. Obviously, you know, we're not going to be able to get crazy with it. But the idea is it allows us to kind of start this burning aspect, delivering value for that burning. And end of the day, it also gets more people to kind of experiment and experience this game. Because one of the kind of challenges that we have had internally, and, you know, it kind of came just as a deprioritization of we wanted to build the best possible game for the people that were in from the beginning. And that was our priority. And we knew that as an as a result of that, we were it was very difficult for new people to join this game later on in the season. It was a higher price point. You missed out on the utility early on. We, we knew that was the case. And we kind of accepted it. This is a great way now to really bring in new people as well. So for people to kind of bring in friends, for new people to kind of get a taste of what the owner's club is about, obviously then they're in for the long haul and we have so much more exciting things coming beyond. Uh, but that's why I think like, you know, this is just going to be such a fun way to kind of sweat the playoffs. Um, one thing that's not in this slide, but it was in TJ's announcement, is that we are guaranteeing a fifty at least $50,000 in prizes. So that's what we're starting off. We're saying, hey, we're going to guarantee at least this amount. And then if we end up selling more than that amount, well, 100% of the actual proceeds from the NFT sales for these playoff packs are going to go to either the prize pool or to promos or to giveaways to the community to try to get more people in. So it's all going back to the community. Love it. 
yeah, going to be a fun time to, to hopefully grow the TOC family a bit here, get some more people in the door and uh, just so much more to come. I think 2022 is going to be a fun year here at TOC. So there That's it is. Kenny's question, max number of packs you can buy. Uh, there is no max, Kenny. You eat your heart out. Yeah. No limit. Little little no limit Texas Hold'em style. Let's go. We get we get some other. Um. So yeah, <laughs> Fenny was talking about. Hey, um, click it. Fenny was like, yeah, this kid will be epic. Like, love it. Nice work. Was hoping to come in S two. Uh, don't worry. We might get it in S two too. This is also a bit of a test for. Uh, if this goes well, would love to roll out something to the summer next year. Um, but uh, you know, we we wanted to make sure that hey, we started with this with a smaller group, our trusted people, our really family, give the community the actual you know, first opportunity at this. And if it goes well, then we can roll it out next year. Um, looks like Elias, uh, Elias, Elias, sorry. Uh, is there going to be a weekly contest or only one contest for the playoffs? Well, we have the two. So we have the full playoff contest already. That includes your existing TOC cards. And that will be locking at that, you know, first game. And then the second is we also now have this best ball. Again, it is locking, but with this one, you can buy and sell these NFT entries all throughout. So even though there's not going to be any lineup setting or weekly aspects where people kind of keep coming back for a weekly contest, uh, what we will have is, hey, if you are bullish on a team, you see that the you know, hey, Patriots looked really good and they're still being undervalued and you see maybe some best ball teams in the secondary marketplace that are heavy on the Patriots and you want to grab them, then like, hey, there's your opportunity to continue to play the market. Um, so there, there's still like that weekly fun marketplace aspect, but there won't be any weekly contests like, uh, you might be familiar with right now. Another question from, so Kenny here, so how, how this will work and we'll confirm this more over the next couple of weeks, but the intention will be that we will have a pre-order pre-registration system to order the packs. We found that that worked really well for the second drop. So you'll have the ability to sign up for how many packs you want to get ahead of time, get a email to link, go through, be able to purchase your pack that way. And then once you open the pack, you can save the lineup. You don't have to necessarily mint it right away because once you mint it, you can't make any changes after that, but you cannot, uh, you, sorry, I'm mixing up two of the questions here, but the, the burning will happen before that most likely. Ideally, we'll be able to have the burning system and then you'll essentially just have a note on your account that you have a credit and then you would get shipped that when that happens. But yeah, all of that is going to the the packs will all be distributed week 18. Right. Because when you think of the burning aspect, the burning can be very separate. We're not going to have any kind of built in just, you know, it's not as necessary for right now to say like when you burn, you immediately get your entry. It's going to be okay, burn. We go look and see who got who, who actually burned cap that at one, find out one, and then deliver your pack and so forth. Um, we will try to stage it so that week 18 before, between week 18 and the wildcard weekend isn't extremely crazy as TJ talked about. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a bit of a fun week. Uh, TJ. This was the other question that I was mixing up with. Will you be able to buy, sell the cards after pack reveal without setting the lineup? The answer to that right now is that no, you cannot buy and sell the cards until you have minted your 12. So it's not like you can sell the, the pack of 20. You can only sell the 12 after you mint. And so what's going to be interesting is you open your pack, you have your options, you can build your lineup then. And then if you want to mint it right away, you can. Otherwise, if you want to kind of maybe wait a couple of days, maybe you're not sure. Maybe you want to see if there's any news. You can wait a little and then mint it later. If you mint it now, you have the benefit of taking it in the marketplace and seeing if anybody maybe wants to pay a bit more for it. If you wait, you just lose out on that kind of aspect, but you'll still be able to do it. Uh, we'll probably have the lock actually be um, something like Friday night or something, just to make sure from a technical standpoint, all the lineups are locked in. Uh, so we're not having any issues with the blockchain. Um, Shout out to Eric. Glad you have enjoyed. Glad, glad you've enjoyed it. Happy uh, to what have about, you as a part of this. What about this from Ryan? Any referral perks? Great question, Ryan. We will have more information on this next week. But uh, the answer is that yes, there there is going to be. But we just not not no information on that yet. But uh, stay tuned. 
I will say this. If you have friends that you want to bring in, bring them in. And if they join now, any referral perks that we discuss in the future will include anyone from basically like when this announcement happened today forward. Yeah. So definitely feel free. We've already had a couple new people actually join uh, friends of friends, just excited to get involved. So yeah, feel free, definitely bring people in. And when we uh, announce what those referral perks are going to be, uh, you'll still qualify. Yeah, should be should be some fun stuff that we can get into next week. Really trying to, to build out the community here and doing it organically by having everyone bring in their friends. I think it's a great entry point with the, the cheaper pack price. Yeah, so, I see Carl's question. If, I if win, identical right? lineups tie up. Oh. Yeah, if they tie, I win. That, that's how I get to play, TJ said. TJ said uh, if there's a tie, right. then Justin uh, wins. Yeah, that's right. No, uh, Carl, we'll just split the prize pool for kind of whatever, first and second in this case, or wherever there are ties. There's no serial tiebreakers or anything like we have in the normal game. My thought is it's going to be very, very rare to have a tie. Um, yeah. I was just kind of playing through what these lineups are going to look like. And because it's best ball style and you have 12 fighting for six each week. Um, and a random 12 to start. Yeah. And, 20, a, right, random and, and a random 12. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. A random 20 selecting your 12. I guess it's a little more likely than people go from the 20 to 12 because you get rid of the bad ones. Um, but like, I think we're going to see ties after that first round and maybe even the second, but like, I then think we're going to start seeing st- you know, some strong separation in the third, fourth. Okay. So here's, here's a question trying to understand how the contest will work. So how the contest will work is that it will, it's cumulative for the entire playoffs. So every single week, your card will score the top six automatically and that will count for each week of the playoffs and then the best cumulative score from the first round all the way through the end of the super bowl wins the contest the the trick is also that the lineups will not lock until before the super bowl so you can be buying and selling no, no. as lineups we lock. progress lineups lock Line of lock, but the, the leaderboard does not lock. Yes. Right. So you can yeah, buy you have, and sell to, you have to mint. Yes, correct. You have yeah. to mint by the first game. And then from there, you can. Uh, so, so essentially, the, the lineup that ends up winning the contest could theoretically switch owners from the time the first game starts until the time the Super Bowl ends. But the entries will not change. So once you set it up before the very first wildcard game and you submit that and you mint that, that is an NFT now. And that NFT cannot be altered. Who owns it can move place to place, but the actual NFT cannot be altered. So there's no effort necessary from you once you mint it for setting your lineup, doing anything. It's just, hey, this lineup of these 12 will now receive this many points. And as we said, it's cumulative throughout the entire. So it's wild card round, divisional, conference, Super Bowl. You add them all up together. There's no bonuses. It's just those total points. Um, so right now, like oh, right now, the Packers look pretty heavy to be the first round buy to get the first round buy for the NFC. So if you include Packers, they're likely not likely not going to get you points in the first round. However, they may have the best chance of getting you points in the Super Bowl because just of their chance of getting there. So you've got to weigh those pros cons of going with those teams that have the buys and. By the time we're ready to actually mint them, you'll know who has the buy and who has the matchups and all that. Good comment here from Big Umbrella as well. Uh, in terms yeah. of Umbrella, I was going to say, ping me on Discord. I'll, uh, I'll I'll learn from you on how we can make the article better, and we'll update it on the site. Yeah, and the other thing is that next week we should be able to create some videos that actually have some prototypes of the flows and what the line of building will look like and that will uh, help to more easily. Yeah. I think the onboarding of this is super key so that we can get all, all the normie friends on board. Yeah. And then, so both Kenny and MBA top shot CPA both asked about, can we buy our, what can we pay with for these? Can you use TOC balance, yep. ETH, PayPal? What do we got? Yep. Yep. You can use your OTM balance. You can use PayPal and or credit card. And then you can use wrapped ETH. I believe, and uh, I think it's going to be wrapped ETH as opposed to normal ETH. We'll we'll finalize those up, but definitely the USD stuff, the wrapped ETH versus regular ETH will be 
TBD. I saw SB Mitchell is in the in the chat as well. He can probably speak to that even better than we can. But just go, yeah. So TOC balance, hundred percent. USD through PayPal credit cards, hundred percent. And uh, most likely it's going to be wrapped ETH and most likely not ETH. But yeah. DJ local, you know, always thinking next level. Can you wait to mint say ten lineups so that way you can diversify? TJ, keep me honest. I think the answer is yes. You can open yes. different packs, see what you got, and then mint different lineups. Again, they all you mint one lineup out of one pack, so twenty turns into twelve. You can't cross them, but yes, you can wait and you know diversify your portfolio some. That is correct. Yeah, no, I'm just, just, there's just, I'm still catching up with these comments. There's so many. Um, but yeah, Fenny has mentioned in that JBV John Boy got to be deep in the, got to be balls deep in the sheets with the basketball <laughs> announcement he said. Um, but yeah, no, I, I know John Boy is, uh, loves, loves some basketball. He was on a, uh, a pod with Overs that I believe it was Monday, uh, talking some basketball. So, uh, no, but love to see him. I'm sure he'll be involved. Um, he's got some sharp takes on all this. Uh, will the distribution be flattish like TOC season was? I believe he's talking payouts. Um, yeah, I was, I was wondering what that was too. If that's about the pay, yeah, if that's about the payouts, then the answer is yes, it's going to be a flat payout structure. We're going to try to pay out more people as opposed to less with, with it being less top heavy. I think similar to the, uh, like if you look at the side hustle live final or uh, online final, sorry, that payout structure will, will, is for 50k and we'll mimic a very similar one for this yeah oh, ryan saying at this rate we'll never withdraw any toc balance that's kind of the point there ryan we just got to keep giving you some fun games to play and it's keep, just it's an it. everlasting wheel take that balance to the moon just getting started gonna be playing uh, games all right whew, that's fun. lots of best ball talk but i think we i think we got all the questions at this point yeah, I think for those who are just a tad bit still confused, don't worry. The reason why, and TJ was making a, a, a strong push to the la- this last night when we were having a meeting, um, we wanted to announce it today so that this conversation can happen, so that where there might be confusion, you can let us know, and we'll definitely try to keep clarifying it. So we want it to be when we hit that last week and like everyone's fully comfortable, understands the game, ready to go. For example, I think next week we're probably going to get like a mini video out just to show like a walkthrough, what this looks like, what it kind of a making a lineup looks like, all that aspect. So, um, yeah, it's fun. Cool, cool. All right. Should we talk a little bit about uh, – we're, we're pretty far in here. We can just very quickly recap last week and then uh, get into some stuff for this week. So another – Wild, wild, wild week. I mean, Kansas City tight end, we already talked about it. They've just been been smashing Baltimore quarterback, not even Lamar Jackson, and still finding themselves at the top there right behind KC. But, Duke uh, Johnson. That's Duke oh, Johnson right there. That Duke Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, that's how he is. All by himself. And first game he's ever had, like, what, 23 touches or whatever it was, puts up two touchdowns. Uh, insane. And uh, – yeah, um, I can look it through. It's like, yeah, with those tight ends, what the top three all had two touchdowns. So Kelsey, two touchdowns. Andrews, two touchdowns. Hunter Henry, two touchdowns. Uh, those are going to be some decent, I guess the Patriots one's a little more, yeah. But like uh, the other two like are going to be strong the rest of the season. Um, some high-scoring defensive games as well. Uh, a lot of touchdowns there. Yeah, a, a fun a fun week. Uh you know, lots of uh, lots of kind of unexpected numbers up here with with Baltimore and Philly quarterbacks and Miami and, and San Francisco running backs and yeah, I mean, definitely kind of wild. Uh, leaderboard still littered. And, you, know, you got the Lions uh, wide receivers there. Leaderboard still littered with uh, Thursday night plays because people were able to lock those in. But and shout out to kicks and dribbles taking down the main event. We'll see you in Miami for the live final. 152.8 points. Like Box said, loaded up a bit on that Thursday or Saturday games. And we've got uh, three more of them coming up this week. So shout out there. Yeah, seeing lots of Kansas City quarterback tight end. I think, I think in uh in Discord I saw that 97 of the 100 lineups had main of or, uh, in the main event had K 
Kansas City tight end. Someone said that. I don't know if that's true, but I believe it because they scored a lot of points. I think it's a combination of they scored a lot of points and anyone who had them played them with their best teams. So like the Baltimore one wasn't that far behind. I think we said five, six points behind, but how many people actually played Baltimore and with their best cards? So like there's a level of bias, but like, yeah, no, it's still Thursday night games are valuable, especially when it's a tight end putting up the second highest wasn't actually the highest scoring tight end uh score of the year do you uh i know bob you know because we were chatting tj do you remember was it the cincinnati tight end one Ooh, that no, was a big one but was it wasn't that it was uh it was actually baltimore as well yeah monday night game uh, okay yes i do i do remember that i was thinking of that one cincinnati tight end week that was a thursday night one that was a thursday just- night I think it's more, I think it was just memorable because he did not expect it out of since he tied in. Well, and it was it, it, because before that, so in that game that you're talking about, I believe there was no T Higgins. Um, and so CJ Zoma then started playing like most routes. But when you have all three of those wide receivers, they never use the tight end. So it went from a low ball card to like the best main event tight end card in just like one week. Yeah. Yeah. Producer Coop behind the scenes confirming. 97 of the top 100 were Kansas City tight end, and then New England was the other three. So not even one Baltimore until 109th place. Wow. Which is which is kind of wild because if you play Baltimore tight end, you think you might have played Baltimore quarterback with them. You know, they have to have a halfway decent game. Uh, but yeah, just Tyler Huntley. Yeah, I get I get not wanting to trust Tyler Huntley. <laughs> And once again, I mean, it was a, it was the Saturday, but Colts running back continues to just be an absolute smash every single week. And yeah. And early on in the season, we were talking about Cleveland running back a bunch. We were talking about Dallas running back a bunch, uh, Cleveland running back. I think just that entire team has just struggled from injuries and we haven't seen both Chubb and hunt like fully healthy Mm -hmm. since probably like, I don't know, I'm guessing, but like week eight or something. Um, and then with Dallas, again, you've had injuries, even though they've both played, but like Zeke hasn't been himself and that offense just hasn't needed to do as much because their defense been so strong. So just, I mean, those two kind of weaken those positions and it's allowed the Colts, it's allowed Annapolis to really just be the clear number one. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, second and third for running backs is, is it Tampa and New England? Oh, for overall, you're saying? Overall for the year. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking Tampa, New England. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, it's a bit surprising. I mean, like, we know Lonnie's done really well and stuff. And, like, but, yeah, Tampa and then New England. Just we saw in New England had that one week where 51. they scored 55 or something 55, like that. Yeah. yeah. And But we're also looking ahead to some, some Week 17 matchups and uh, some juicy stuff. New England, home against good. Jacksonville, Week 17. And and it was Indianapolis versus Las Vegas, I Las think. Las Vegas, Las yeah. Vegas yeah. giving up uh, two juicy matchups for the most two of the run. best running back cards. So, yeah, it's gonna be fun. All right, shout out to everyone else. So we had the the Baltimore quarterback, Buffalo wide receiver combo take down the side hustle. So we got Eagle Putt in chat. Congrats to you on the sixth place. We got oh, yeah. Chewy's always around. Friend of the show, MBL down there in ninth. Love it. Love it. Oh, then we have a blank slide. Good job, me, because I didn't put the low ball in. There you go. Forgot DJ to Local do that. in the chat as well. Yep. DJ Local, shout out. Cool, cool. A lot of 44 points. And there yeah. you go. So, like, here. And, I mean, we've, all, we've talked about that the Island of Misfit cards is, like, what, one-eighth the prize pool of the main. So, it makes sense that everyone's putting that Kansas City in the actual main. Um, and then, and, and Bach, maybe to your point here, people were like, you know what, Baltimore, the QB is not going to do well, but maybe Mark Andrews does. So let me just throw him in. And yeah, I mean, it definitely, it definitely generally worked out. So it's a couple hundred dollars. That's right. All right. Yeah. We had, we had Kansas city tight end over 17% owned in the main and only 1.99% owned. That's crazy. Yeah. And then let me see, we have, Locking uh, it in. Do we have low ball or was that the blank one? Uh, I do have it. I just need to paste it in. 
There we go. Okay. A lot of, a lot of new names little... here. Obviously, Evan B down there, but uh, a lot of, lot of new names in this sheet, though. So pretty cool to see for the low ball. Shout out APM, taking it home. Well done. And, you know, notice two, uh, or excuse me, three cards from uh, Thursday, Saturday between New England, Indy, and, uh, and Kansas City. Mm. So yep, we've true. got, uh, we're back to three games uh, as of right now, knock on wood, three games prior to lock on uh, this week, like they were scheduled last week. So going to be a lot of, uh, going to be a, a, a lot of uh, interesting plays coming out of that. Like we see every week, you know, when we got 49ers and the Titans, which doesn't project to be a super good game. We got the Packers playing and the Browns, if, you get, you know, uh, some of the head offense healthy. Maybe they uh, they look like a real team again. And then you've got Colts and Cardinals. So lots of uh, lots of big offenses that have been pretty critical to major wins this season starting uh, pre-lock this week. All right. So once more, let's just go through. So you were saying, so for this week, we've got Tennessee versus San Francisco Thursday night. Yep. Okay. Um you got the San Francisco tight end. You've got San Francisco running backs, maybe wide receivers, and then Tennessee side. Dante Foreman's looked pretty good. So you definitely have some potential there um, on kind of both sides of the ball for at least high or low ball. Green Bay, Cleveland could get ugly. Uh, we'll see what that health situation is. But, hey, we saw what Baltimore was able to do against, against Green Bay, so that could turn into a shootout. And then Arizona Indy is just going to be a fun, fun game. Two very good teams. Uh, Arizona obviously did not look great last week, but, um, that'll, that'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah. Plenty of relevant cards coming into the, the week here with the pre Sunday lock. And then we'll be moving on to our final main event winner. That'll so Justin, be in Miami. We've, we've got, I know we don't have a ton of time today, but we've got our, our standard file. Let's, uh, let's just play a little bit of, uh, kind of from those teams, I'm going to, I'm going to not filter on position like we normally do and just filter down to those teams and see if anything is, uh, is catching your, your I eye. Like it. I do want to say one thing. Um, I believe that this screenshots that we just showed may have been before some stat corrections. Yeah, I think that might be correct. Cause I saw someone, I saw two nasty was a little lower and he finished up third after the Colts uh, defense. So I think that may have been before the Colts defense got their extra eight points. Um, so that's why there was a, some confusion. Sorry. I saw who was in the chat. Um, Eagle putt was there and saying that he got 18 instead of six. And I noticed a couple others as well. So j just a heads up that those were slightly inaccurate um, for the, for, for the stat corrections, but I think the top was still there. But yeah. Okay, Bachman, what do we got here? All right. I'm uh, remembering the three. Oh, Packers and Browns. Those are the two I'm forgetting. I'm like, I know we just said three. Or no, we got <laughs> Cleveland. We got Green Bay. I think that's all of them. So we'll sort by uh, – well, actually, let's sort by position. How about that? So we'll sort by position here uh, and just kind of take a look. So here are the the six teams. Do you zoom in a little by. more, I think? Yeah, I sure can. Yeah, Perfect. Six teams we got sorted by position. We've got the week 16 projection here. We've got the price over here. Uh, you know, some some cheap uh, some cheap dollar per point numbers, especially for some of the quarterbacks. But just I'm curious, anything kind of jump out to you as you're taking a first glance at this? All right. So starting off with wide receivers, um, I think Arizona's not as strong because you don't have Hopkins and using Zach Ertz a lot more. I think Ertz had, what, 11 targets last week. Like you can see, he's a focal part of that offense. That kind of takes up and hurts them a little, which I think would honestly give him a big boost for the Arizona tight end position there. Uh, if he can, you know, he's basically seeing this high volume. If he can turn that into a touchdown or two and we've seen the opportunities, that could very well be a top three, top five kind of positional card. Um I look elsewhere. Uh, we we know about Green Bay. I don't really love any of these wide receivers, to be honest. Um, I think for me, it then comes down to the kind of running backs where Cleveland, Green Bay, Indy, San Francisco. Really, almost all these teams could be a very high scoring running back. Those are the cards that I would most want to be holding for this week because if any of those teams kind of gets out to a lead. 
I think every one of these teams has two solid running backs. So Arizona, Connor Chase, Cleveland, Kareem Chubb. And I think Kareem might be Kareem, back. I think Kareem's out this week still. Omar, but Dearness Johnson has still looked good backing Chubb up. And Chubb, I think, seeded one carry last week. So okay. it's really just Chubb. Okay, so there you go. But Green Bay, you've got Dylan and Jones. Uh, Colts, you just got Jonathan Taylor. 90 behind, hasn't done much. But he still got a touchdown last week. So, yeah, I mean, like – yeah, and then San Francisco, we're not sure with Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson. Uh, Tennessee, Donta Foreman and what, Dontrell Hillard um, has actually started looking pretty good. Like that that running game still does well. So I think this is the one where there's the most upside at all of the positions um, than kind of uh, what I see elsewhere. I think these quarterbacks are kind of interesting to me. I mean, you know, just again, for the relative price of the shot you're taking – Indy QB has not been a bad card all season. Uh, it has not been great, but you know, every week, but it certainly had some spike weeks. You find yourself in a kind of a, a little bit of a game flow where they get behind and have to throw the ball a little more, or, you know, they throw a screen pass to Jonathan Taylor instead of handing the ball to him. And, you know, for, for a team that's almost guaranteed to make the playoffs at this point, getting a playoff quarterback and getting a kind of pre-lock uh, knowing the score, like that's a stab I would definitely take if I didn't have one. Yeah, I like that. And at the end of the day, we're talking like when you have the opportunity to get such a cheap card that could work for low ball or main event, and you're getting that sneak preview. Um, and as you mentioned, the playoffs aspect, like it's a no regrets move. I agree with there. Yeah. And I mean, obviously uh, defenses, you know, are, are going to be a stab, but again, you know, like, we see random defensive touchdowns from the Jets and the Texans and all sorts of teams uh, over the, you know, every week. So uh, I can almost guarantee one of these defenses is going to be in play coming out of the, out of the week. Uh, I just don't know which one. And, you know, they're all priced somewhat similarly, uh, you know, Green Bay not being at the top there, despite Cleveland's kind of just general offensive ineptitude and kind of questionable COVID situation. I'm a little bit surprised by it, but. Yep, I like that. And then, uh, which so Tennessee is playing San Francisco the Thursday night. San Francisco is probably another one where if Tennessee gets behind, that can get ugly. AJ Brown might be back though. Looks like he's potential, so that would be a nice kind of boost to that offense and all around. But yeah, yeah, six teams is just so much fun to uh, for us to get to to play. Uh, to get to watch both, you know, watching all the football and then, you know, plugging them into all the lineups. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. We see it just about every Thursday and, and we saw it on Saturday. Like there's, there's always some card that expected or not puts up a big night or puts up a really, really bad night and therefore becomes a great low ball play. So, there is an uh, argument. Like I know we do a lot of analysis on it, but like there's definitely some argument that it just like, just go buy whatever the cheapest cards are that are playing ahead of time because there's enough randomness, especially this year with everything going on, that like anything can get there. So you may as well just get as many dart throws as possible at the cheapest price possible and hope that it ends up turning into something, you know, strong. Worst case scenario, you can turn it in for your free best ball pack. All right. What do you guys think about the the rest of the slate? I know we're we're running low on time here, and we might want to touch on some of the prize pick stuff at the end too. But uh, any other thoughts? And you know, I, I, it's getting to the point where on Wednesday it's hard to project what's going to happen on Sunday just with all the injuries and stuff. But any any key things that stick out to either of you? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll start with the obvious one. But Kansas City COVID situation is going to be just you know something absolutely critical to keep an eye on this week. Um, They've got uh, Kelsey in the protocols, Tyreek in the protocols. Uh, they're having an outbreak, so those may not be the last guys that they end up having in the protocols. And so, you know, it's early enough in the week. I think Kelsey went in on Monday and, and Tyreek on Tuesday that they could be cleared by game time. Uh, but that's going to be, I think, you know, COVID situations in general. Specifically, I think Casey is probably the team to keep an eye on this week. Um, the other one is uh, the Chargers seem to be having kind of a bit of a COVID kerfluffle, especially on the uh, on the defensive side. You know, they're already projected, I think, as the highest team to or no, the second highest team total of the week um, against the Texans. But if their defense were to struggle and allow that game to become a bit more of a shootout, I think that actually might be good for some of the offensive cards that we want to play there. 
Yeah, I think that's all solid advice. Otherwise, I mean, yeah. you know, on the whole, of the week, like no games totaled over 50 right now. So kind of a, a, a relatively tight spread. Um, you know, you've got the the LA Goats playing Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is far and away the worst team against wide receivers so far this year. And I don't know. I think the Goats have done okay at the wide receiver position uh, I, so far uh, with that one guy. I forget his name, but uh, he's pretty good. Scrappy, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, last night, Stafford went over 4,000 yards for the season. Cooper Cup went over 1,500 yards for the season. The wide receiver position is now at like, thir- like 3,200, 3,300 of those yards. Like, wow. They've just, it, it's been a dynamic, extremely impressive combo there. And from a TOC standpoint, uh, that just stat- what Stafford's been able to do. And, you know, Stafford, it's McVay, it's the whole offense, it's the fastest show on 2020 one turf or whatever um like american underdog american underdog <laughs> justin oh I, gosh. for some reason i've been seeing uh previews for that movie all over the last like couple of days that that kurt warner movie did you see that there's that on? one and there's the sean payton one that are both coming out and both of them look like they never should have existed but yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's just back. crazy they're, they are six points better this season, average scoring. Average scoring, six points better wow. than the next best wide receiver playing the worst wide receiver group, uh, worst wide receiver defense so far this season. With, I mean, with arguably at the beginning of the season, who many would have called their number one wide receiver going down in week like what, six maybe? Yeah, I was going to say seven, eight, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Do you think we'll see Tyler Higby exist this year? I saw the I, I saw them on the low ball sheet with like getting it under one. I'm still drafting him in playoff well, best ball stuff. Yeah, he was out last week. Uh, okay. But I but I'm curious. I mean, it just it just definitely feels like uh, I don't know. It feels He's like been tackled on the one like well, I was going to say five times, but like I, I think I remember three times him being tackled on the one and like second half of the season when like you thought he was almost going to get it going so like i don't know like the opportunities are still there he's still getting the whopper and everything um yeah. couldn't, couldn't, wouldn't, i mean it wouldn't shock me if like there's a game in the playoffs where Higby has two touchdowns and like 70 yards it feels well within his range of outcomes to be you know somebody finally tries to figure out how to take away cooper cup or does it effectively and that's going to open up you know the middle of the field for someone like Higby. so no, I could see that. Yeah, I don't. Nothing else is standing out to me. Like you know, it, just like last week, got to keep an eye on, on the COVID situation throughout the week, and you know, playing locking in early plays uh, was beneficial this week as well because you know there were a lot of players who, not a lot of guys, I think, got ruled out between Sunday and Tuesday, but a lot of situations that were suboptimal and didn't get better by Monday or Tuesday. So, but yeah, I mean. Hey, looking at you in the camera. This is your last week to qualify for the Miami Live Final. I want you to go to sleep. I want you to think about it. I want you to put everything you've got into this, 110%. This is going to be a heart decision. No more fancy play. No more galaxy braining. No more mega minding. This is just you got to play the players that want it the most. I have confidence in you. Come join us. Ladies and gentlemen, Ted Lasso inspiration <laughs> right there. Believe. Believe. <laughs> Chills. Oh. Chills. Just imagine being the one who wins week 16 to get that last final seat to join my final. Oh. Be awesome. Be really awesome. Someone will have that honor. All right. Do we do we have the ability to do any prize picks for tomorrow night, or is there? So, so we could, but I'm gonna rather than picking. Or... I want to kind of just talk through. So first off, um, shout out to prize picks as always. Uh, still the opportunity to go sign up. Best way possible to actually kind of combine these parlays. And uh, even though we do sometimes break the bank with them, they still love us and they're still willing to kind of keep them coming. So that's great. Um, but what I will say is with the COVID and everything that's happening, this is the opportunity. Just stay on top of things because 
when you see an opportunity where it's not so much like, hey, um, the player that you're, if a player gets COVID and he's going to be out of the game, the opportunity isn't to go bet his under. It's going to get voided out. It doesn't count. Let it go. The opportunity then is to think about what is the impact of the rest of the players in that game. The Dalvin situation wasn't a COVID situation. It was an injury, but it's that same idea where once we knew that there was a chance Dalvin was going to play, it was smart to bet the, the Madison under because if Dalvin does play, we know that Madison under is likely to hit. If Dalvin doesn't play, well, that Madison under still might hit. We're not sure, but you get that opportunity. You're basically getting an out that's a very high, if it, if it happens, then a high impact out. So with these COVID, keep an eye on the players. When you think that a player might get in, may not get in, go take a look and see who other players on his team are, what their projections are, and think about how that player's impact you know, is going to play out for the game. Um, there's substantial edge there. And so that's what I would say is I'm not really making any um, you know, uh, entries this early. I'm going to be watching throughout Thursday, throughout Saturday, throughout Sunday, trying to find some opportunities and then also just kind of seeing where there's the general parlays. And uh, one more thing, um, all I can say is keep an eye out on the app over the next couple of days, but they may have a little uh, Christmas Ooh. special or something Ooh. that um, but for. I'm going to be in Florida. For, oh. A little Christmas special. I can't Love wait to that. Be in Florida. So awesome. just keep, just keep an eye out. That's all I can say. And uh, we'll, we'll post more if we have anything uh, in the discord. Shout out to prize picks. If you haven't already, definitely head on over there, sign up promo code TOC. Great partner. Been a, been a pleasure to work with them over the course of the season. All right, guys, I think that might do it for this evening. Any final words, happy holidays to all of the, the TOC members out there. It's been a, a ton of fun and hopefully everyone enjoys the time off, enjoys the football games over the weekend. And we're super pumped for week 17 playoffs. We're just getting started here. Just getting started. Yeah, absolutely. Going to be awesome. I'll see you in Miami. And with that said, (laughs) goodbye, everyone. On behalf of Justin Bach and producer Coop, I'm TJ Lasik. We'll see you guys next time.